Hello, all you people out there listening to BBS radio all around the world and all the extraterrestrials who are tuning in to my radio show from different places out in orbit, maybe other planets. Welcome to Gods and Goddesses. And I like to start, one thing I like to do to start my show is to prove that there is life out there, that there is life out there, in case you didn't know. I can prove it with some logic. Those of you that have heard my show before knows how it goes. It's like how Joel Osteen starts his service about pick up your Bible, say it like you mean it, and so on. Well, the way I say it, my friends, is with all this life here on planet Earth, over a million types of insects, over 3,000 types of fish in the ocean's seas, rivers, and lakes, over 10,000 types of birds and reptiles, over 9,000 types of amphibians, over 5,000 types of mammals, hundreds of thousands of different types of flowers and trees, and all the fruits and vegetables, all that happened here on Earth by accident, logically, logically, come on, it could happen by accident anywhere in the universe. But if there is a creator, a magical, omnipotent, powerful, omniscient, knowing everything creator who created the universe, logically, that creator would have the power and the knowledge to create this life on earth or any type of life anywhere in the universe because our creator and I know there is a creator. It didn't happen by accident. It's all too beautiful to have happened by accident, my friend. All too beautiful to have happened by accident. And the universe is such a large place. There's a show on tonight on CNN called The Hunt for Planet B. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to watch. And they've launched a new telescope. They're going to put it into orbit around the world about a million miles away to be able to view planets in our neighboring solar systems. Isn't that amazing? All I can say is thank you, NASA, and may God bless those brilliant, incredibly brilliant scientists that we have to have created such a fine piece of technology. We thought the Hubble Space Telescope was awesome. Well, this is even going to be more awesome. I'm looking forward to it. But there's something I already know, and you already know. There is life out there. We just haven't been able to prove it. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist, right? Hold on just a few seconds. I'm going to get my music going here in the background. If I could recommend to you a way to enhance your prayer life, I do it sometimes, not enough. And that is to turn some of your favorite, your favorite, soft, relaxing music on and say your prayers. Take your time. You who have a brain and a heart, they're hardwired to be able to communicate 
with the creator of your soul and your spirit. They like to hear from you sometimes. How are you doing? They're saying, what's going on? Is there anything I can help you with? We all need help in this world. Our daily struggles, protection, driving the dangerous highways that we're accustomed to. I went to work yesterday and there was an accident on my usual route to work. And traffic was backed up for about 20 minutes, bumper to bumper. I finally got to the accident site and there was a truck that had hit the guardrail and then a pole in between the guardrails and crushed the front of the truck. All the front crushed all the way up into the driver's cab. Later I learned that there had been a woman driving that truck and she had died. I don't want to try to scare you, but you know, just as well as I do, how dangerous the roads are. And people are dying all the time. My point is, why not ask for that protection? Why not ask for the help? Why not praise the creator of the universe for the life, the existence that we have? It makes good sense. It is the intelligent thing to do, my fellow co-creator gods in the making. Yes, you are. If you can die, and I don't mean to be morbid, but if you have that potential for your body to stop working, then you are a co-creator God in the making. There's no other reason why you're here on this planet. Through that process of reincarnation, process of reincarnation, we will continue our soul's journey different places of the universe. It's true. We've come a long way. Some... Young souls, I doubt there are very few young souls here on planet Earth that have lived only one lifetime. This is their first lifetime. Some are well-traveled souls, old souls, if you will, advanced souls. Somewhere, some are somewhere in between. I like to call them intermediate souls. I always have a good idea of where people are in their soul journey just by looking into their eyes. I can see. But we are all brave souls to be here on planet Earth. Although it's a beautiful, beautiful planet with a variety of life. It's a planet in the lower stages of evolution meant to be that way because it provides a very specific learning environment for our souls to grow and increase our light. Hold on, please. Well, so there are other planets out there, and you wait. 
watch and see. I've known this, and maybe you do too. Sooner or later, they're going to say, every time you look up into the sky at nighttime and see a star, and there are millions of them out there, just imagine. Think now in your mind of the sun, our sun in the sky as you've seen it before. Large there in the sky, a fire burning 93 million miles away. Think about how large it is in the sky and how it goes from sunrise to sunset. Well, that sun, just like in my website and BBS radio, is the same as other ones that are out there. And what I was saying is we're going to learn that every star in the evening sky is a sun with, on the average, nine planets revolving around an entire solar system. Because we are in our lower stages of evolution, we haven't proven that yet, but we will. We are growing. We are evolving day after day. It's a wonderful gift to be on a planet that has half a day of light and half a day of darkness. So we can learn from the darkness and increase the light of our souls. And we have to be brave. Look at me talking about this stuff. I think about it afterwards, I feel the fear, because this is not a common subject, it's almost taboo. Or would you prefer to change to a channel? Or maybe watch on your television pictures of World War II. People killing each other with weaponry with little thought about where that person came from and whether they had a family or not, any children growing up. Not to mention all the other wars, World War One. I. I don't even want to name them, there's so many of them. Now is that better than me talking about this kind of thing? Or do you think I'm to blame for those wars? No, of course not. The thing was that people didn't have the bravery to enhance their spirituality, to develop themselves, to evolve. So instead, they fought and they killed each other. They just didn't have enough bravery to do the right thing. Let it peace. Is that ever possible? To resolve our differences diplomatically instead of fighting with a fist or a weapon. I'm guilty for watching in the past Violence on television, movies, 
It's the same old thing. Don't you get tired of it? Seeing hundreds of people killed during a movie? Supposedly killed. Of course, it's just a movie, but... Shot, blown up, cut. But when the real thing happens, oh, does that ever change? Changes things a lot. Right? Well, let's go outside tonight, look up into the evening sky, those stars, suns out there, and think of universal brotherhood and sisterhood, because we are all one people, if you will. You know, the things that are out there are like us. Similar, a lot. Physical life, and then they have their spiritual life. Some of these beings can live to 20,000 years old. I'm telling you the truth. And they've developed their minds so they have achieved what is known as absolute intelligence, which means they're biologically capable of increasing their intellect. Beautiful beings out there, thousands of different varieties, in the Intergalactic Federation of Sovereign Planets. Yes, there is one. Just because you didn't know about it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. There are, the last number I heard was 26,000 types of extraterrestrials. A la Star Wars, you know, Star Wars, I don't like that name. I don't like the word war. Do you like the word war? You want to die? Go ahead. Be the first. Lead the way. Leave behind your children, wife, crying for you. Usually it's men, right? You don't find women. be in wars, right? That's why we need more female leadership in the world if we're ever going to find peace. And now it's about that wonderful time of the year. You know, Christmas time. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Women too. But you know, women are the mother of our children. They love their children. Why not? They came from their bodies. They grew in their bodies. A miracle in and of itself. The process, right? The point of conception is consider the, the male sperm and the female egg, how they unite, and then from that point on, a human being is created in all its glory and wonder, a process. When the little baby starts to form, how the arms and legs begin to shape, and the toes and the fingers and the skull and the eyes, and it grows nine months in the mother's womb, 
and the heart starts beating at 22 days and the blood is circulating throughout the body inside that womb where it's capable of surviving in a liquid environment getting nutrition from the mother it's a miraculous process but we take it for granted why because we are co-creator gods in the making and our spirits and souls know that they know that So those sentient beings, they're out there. They haven't interacted like we would hope that they would or think that they would, landing openly and showing themselves to us. Because why? Because we are a violent species. You know that. Some people don't acknowledge that we are. All you have to do is look at our pound. Why don't they acknowledge that we're a violent species? I'm curious. I don't know the answer. But we don't want to be, right? We want life. We don't want death. We want a future for our children and their children and generations of human beings to come in the future. My son is 27 years old. I want him to survive. I would like us to get along with all countries in the world, whether it's Russia or China. We're all human beings, even though we're from different ethnic backgrounds and different races, different colored skins, but that doesn't mean that we're all not human beings. I just happened to tune into a little bit of a Transformer movie the other day. That part where Optimus Prime said, they're a young species, but they're learning. Well, that's partly right, I think. As I mentioned, there are some old souls in the world. Hold on, please. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. All right, One of our dogs just came in from outside. I've got an enclosed patio back here. And so she's gone back in the house, and I had to close the door behind her. But tomorrow I got a solo, and Church. That's solo in church tomorrow. That's always exciting. So, the sentient beings that are out there, I mentioned 26,000 was the last number I heard for the Intergalactic Federation of Sovereign Planets. Oh, I sure would like to see one of them in my lifetime. And now I've got more years behind me than I do in front. I'm 67. I'll be 68 next year. What do you think would be the main, 
what do you think would be the main advantages of making contact? I'll tell you two right off the top of my head. One, we could become, if they share their time, they would share their technology with us, you know. Because there is a process in place that they're familiar with where they go to a, a new solar system and they come up to a planet that has life and they monitor it for approximately a thousand years and watch them make their first steps in outer space. And they ensure that they're not violent or that they carry their weapons into outer space. What I meant to say is that they make sure that they don't carry war into outer space. If they are violent in that regard, I mean, we have a, a really good space program where, you know, we were able to separate that from our violent nature. But from what I've read, there are some species that they've had to keep on their planet so they won't make those steps into outer space and spread their warlike ways into outer space because space is supposed to be a peaceful domain a loving, peaceful domain, not with war. That's why we need more female leadership. I hope we have a female president. It's been now just over one year since Mr. Biden was elected. Three more years to go. May God bless him. I think he's doing a great job. Got to be tough. You know, that's, I think, the hardest job in the world to be president of the United States. And if we had a female president, I think that would be a positive step in the right direction to hopefully, if not out of the question, I say it's very possible to have peace in the world. Because I've heard the mothers who cry when their sons are killed in war. I've heard about that. I've seen it. And now women also are in the military and they're getting killed in combat operations and have been. And peace is possible, especially this time of the year, the most wonderful time of the year, soon to come, usually after Thanksgiving, but Christmas tree lights are going up in our neighborhood now, but about another week, less than a week, then for sure, all the lights will go up on the house, houses. And what does that tell us? that it is uh, that wonderful time where we talk about peace, you know? We sing Christmas carols. And on that note, when you think about Christmas time, you think about all those years ago, no one can deny that of any religion, that there was a baby born in Bethlehem. Some people say that he was just a prophet. Some say he was the son of God. But 
there is no denying that something very special happened back then. And there's not too many instances of divine intervention in our history. And the times that that did happen are back in Moses' time and then around that time when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And think about the star of Bethlehem. Now, because I know a little bit about astronomy, I can tell you that heavenly bodies like stars or planets, suns and planets, are constantly in motion. And it is impossible for a heavenly body, therefore, to stop in the sky above a location and shine a light down, like what happened with the star of Bethlehem shining a light down on the stable where the baby Jesus was born. Now, a lot of you probably haven't given it much thought as to how that happened or what are the circumstances involved with that. But I'll tell you, very simply, it was an extraterrestrial probe which was made to be rendered luminous and shine that light specifically in that direction because... We have been in contact with extraterrestrials for thousands of years, my friends. That is reality. That is the truth. And we're at a very precarious, if you will, time in our evolution where it wouldn't be wise for them to show up. And if you've seen that movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still, Let's say a flying saucer were to land in Washington, D.C., somewhere. Well, you would have all that military intervention and the police, and they'd be drawing their guns. It'd be just like in a movie, I guarantee you. And somebody might get an itchy trigger finger and, and all that good intent to come and welcome us and join the Federation of Sovereign Planets in the galaxy and intergalactic, other galaxies, it's called intergalactic, all that good intention would have would go right out the window. Right? And you know how people develop itchy trigger fingers. It's just like in the movie. When that robot comes out, wastes away a few tanks and vehicles and some people because they shot the the ET came out wanted peace with Earth to the fold and have them share that we become star travelers. We become star travelers just like in Star Trek. That's what I was talking about earlier. That's number one. Number two with their technology and more specifically, medical technology, they could cure any disease on Earth, to include COVID, heart disease, cancer, 
Isn't that great? Or do you think we could figure it out ourselves? You know, it's going to take a long time before we do, maybe hundreds of years. Of course, we'll be gone by then, but our children will still be here. So maybe our lack of courage or, or the ability to do the right thing now and not making that contact will have an adverse effect on the future and our generations of children just because we didn't have the courage to tell right now. But if you want to go back to warlike ways, you know, we've done that before. The way ahead, out of war, is talk about spirituality, evolution of our souls. Our science hasn't proven the existence of the soul. Our soul is merely the brain of our spirit. When you pop out of your physical body, and I do, I know on that day, I don't know when, like I have a brain in my physical body now, my spirit will have a soul. Does that make sense? I think it does. Our physical bodies have a brain that controls the body, you know, or five senses. Our spirits, and we have a spirit, you should know that by now, just like there are angels, we are spirits. Angels exist, so does our spirit. That's one way of putting it. When we dream at night, our spirits leave our bodies. And I know this is hard to take and to listen to. It's hard for me to talk about it. But let me tell you something. I feel that I could have died many times in my past. I mentioned I'm 67 years old. One time when I was in the Army, we were on a live fire exercise. And for the first four years I was in the Army, I was in mortars, indirect fire, kind of like tanks, but these tubes that are put on the back of tracks. And the rounds we used back then were 81 millimeter, which are no, by no means firecrackers. They carry a lot of explosive power and are able to obliterate a 35-meter square grid. Some of the larger rounds, the 107-millimeter, which I did for the second two years of my four-year stint, can destroy a 100-meter square grid, a 100-square-meter grid. Well, this one time, we were on a live fire, and we were the main gun, number one gun, which means that we were pretty hot. We were better than anybody else. I was the driver and ammo bearer. And we had the squad leader and the assistant gunner. So we set everything up. We were beginning the live fire, and we had people watching us, grading us. My memory serves me correct. And we had about 10 rounds on top of the track on the 
in the back there are two latches that open up and we put the rounds on top of them. And when they say fire for effect, 10 rounds, you try to put those rounds downfield, downrange, as quickly as you can. Well, it was my first as an assistant gunner. And the gunner and I did something we shouldn't have done, and that is we took turns putting rounds down the tube. So he was doing one, I would do one, I'd get the hand around to him, and we were doing okay up until I was swinging around to pick up the the round, turning my body around, pick up the round. And I put one, almost put one on top of the one that was coming out. And it struck the bottom of the round ahead of my hand, my right hand. And my reflex and the impact kind of jolted away from my hand and it landed on top of the latch and slid right to the edge and over. And, you know, tracks, the top of tracks are about six and a half feet above the ground. They say it wouldn't have gone off. It wouldn't have exploded if it fell over the side because it takes so many rounds to revolutions to arm itself to explode. But my hand was covered with blood, this flex of blood where the charges on the bottom of the mortar round had burned up. And we looked at that round afterwards and the fins on the bottom were bent from where the round that came out made impact. And, you know, they come out extremely fast. I mean, you can't even see them. They come out so fast. Well, you can barely see a, a black speck disappearing into the distance. And they go downrange about a mile or two. And then there were other times where I almost died. So I feel like I'm living my life for God now, doing what I feel the creator of the universe wants me to do. And mother and father God in heaven on the sun wants me to do. If you've listened to some of my shows before in the past, I've explained my rationale, the things I say, but just for the sake of those that might be tuning in for the first time, you don't know there's a mother and a father God, then you're not thinking logically, because we are the children of them. Our souls and our spirits were created by them. You can't have children without a mother and a father. You can't have children with just a father alone. You want half of the father. And it's the same way throughout the universe. If you don't see the logic in that, you will, eventually. And if you don't know that the sun is heaven, that sun that passes Across the sky, from sunrise to sunset, is a world on fire. The spirit world, because our spirits are made of light energy. They're made of light energy. Billions of electrons. And our spirits can live in fire, can exist in fire. That's where we came from. We are made of light. 
Who we are, our essence is made of light. And what other place is there in our solar system where, is, where there is a source of light? Obviously, logically, the sun is the matrix of our solar system. It revolves the planets around it, that light energy, and it rotates the worlds and the moons around it. Not only providing heat and light, but also that gravitational energy comes from the sun. And yes, there are a lot more suns in the universe. Millions of them, right? In our Milky Way galaxy, they say billions. I don't believe that. Our scientists tend to over-exaggerate. But I think it's appropriate. I think it's appropriate to say there are at least a million sun stars in our Milky Way galaxy. And how many galaxies are there throughout the universe, my friends? Anybody? A lot. Hundreds of thousands, suffice to say, I believe. Let's not over-exaggerate how old is Earth and the sun. Some say four billion years old. No, I don't buy it. I've read a lot on the subject. I am a well-read person. And I've done a lot of research. And according to my figures, the Earth is approximately 2 million years old. <laughs> That's a long time. I'm 67 years old. 2 million years is an incredible amount of time. No need to over-exaggerate, you know. Over-exaggeration is a characteristic of Uh, civilization in its lower evolutionary throes, if you will, T-H-R-O-E-S. So let's get that feeling right. Because who else wants to make contact with extraterrestrials? Anybody? I mean, we're going through all these Processes, you know, NASA, they sent the Voyager spacecraft, you know, they even prepared a, a golden record on the side to describe our civilization to any extraterrestrial civilizations that would encounter it to tell them about us. So we're trying. We have been trying to make contact. We've got SETI, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence out there. They've got great, amazing, intelligent people like Dr. Stephen Greer, Richard Bass, who are pushing the disclosure project, trying to get not only our government, but other governments around the world to disclose their information about UFOs, flying saucers, and extraterrestrials. And encountering a lot of resistance, but there's also been a lot of cooperation documents that have been made public 
Roswell, it's very obvious. If you do any research into that matter, there's one document that's available on the FBI website now that says, yes, a flying saucer was recovered. This is an official government document, and extraterrestrial bodies were also recovered. But we're co-created gods in the making, and, you know, there's not too many things that surprise us. You know, we're souls and spirits, too. We're part of the creator of the universe. We have that little piece of the creator within us. And the creator is such an awesome, powerful force that's beyond comprehension, making all the sentient beings throughout the universe just magical power, intelligence, like it's so hard to comprehend just how intelligent the creature of the universe is to have created our bodies, our brains, our hearts to be independently of our wills. These beautiful planets, look at planet Earth. From a distance, I can see the sky over in the distance during the day and at nighttime. It's such an incredibly huge planet. A wonderful creation made by something with the power and knowledge to instill an atmosphere into this planet with air that we can breathe and the sun 93 million miles away that heats our planet and provides the light we need half a day and then by rotating on it rotating it on its axis also half a day at night so our souls and spirits can learn about the darkness and still we are compared to the other species in the universe on the lower end of the evolutionary pole, so to speak. Because we're born into this world and our knowledge of our pre-existence is erased for a very specific reason, and that is so we can learn basic social values. If we knew that, hey, I'm an advanced soul and I've had 30 lives before, and I can remember what heaven looks like, the spirit lands. Do you think your life here on earth would be normal like it is now? No. But that's the way it is. That's why these planets exist for lower evolutionary learning. It's like we are a kindergarten in the university of the universe where our goal is to make it to after graduate, graduate school, after college, 12 years of high school, four years of college, and two years of graduate school. 
the universe. When you achieve graduate school, then you're on a planet of a higher category where it's a veritable paradise. And it's as close to heaven, the spirit land, as you will find in the physical realm where everything is beautiful, the colors are more intense, the light is stronger, the atmosphere is pristine and pure and not polluted, same with the waters. The animals all live in peace and harmony. They don't eat each other. And when you achieve that status, then one of the jobs that you have is to look after the lower. When you're essentially being living on one of those planets, you look after the people in the lower evolutionary planets. That's why we had that intervention in the past with Moses on Mount Sinai, separating the Red Sea, allowing him to cross. You think he did that with his pole, like it was a magic wand? People that believe that have no idea, have given absolutely no thought as to how it happened. They just assume that. In one sentence, they can sum it up. The God divided the waters. But no details as to how. And all those other things, too. All those other miracles. No offense to those people I was just talking about, but I think I'm trying to teach you, those people, some people, everyone who's listening, if you don't already know, that there are some things that maybe you didn't think about. The Bible doesn't provide much detail when it comes to a lot of the things that they talk about that happened in the past. Jesus walking on the water. How did he do that? Have you ever thought about it? Or calm the seas? Did it occur to you that perhaps there might have been a spaceship from an advanced civilization up above that have the technology and the capability to control climate through sound, through beams like horse fields, walking on the water, raising Lazarus from the dead, beaming into his house the night before, administering the a type of chemical into his body that would reduce his heartbeat so it looked like he was dead, but allow him to still be alive. And then, after they buried him, beam into the tomb, administer another type of chemical to resuscitate him, thereby looking as if it was a miracle when Jesus called him to come forth. And Jesus knew about that, of course. Some things that people haven't given a lot of thought to, but I have. I've done tons of research. I think about it all the time. I've read some amazing books 
but you could read too if you're interested, if you want to find out. Some people are satisfied where they are in their evolutionary status. And unfortunately, they'll pass away that way only to reach the spirit land and realize realize at that time that they could have known and they should have known. And I think there's a lot of regret and remorse for not having known better, for wasted time, for not realizing who they were. And I keep explaining this over and over again, but that's okay. I know it's difficult to develop ourselves spiritually in this world. You know, it almost seems, it almost seems to be a force that is resisting. It's that resistance towards evolution. I can hear it in the dog barking next door. I can hear it in the car that drives down the road with a loud muffler. Some people have a lot of money. I'm doing well, thanks to God. Some people don't. Some people are barely surviving. I saw a family today. They looked like they were Afghans. That was my guess. From the Middle East, a man with his wife, and I think I have a good chance to look, but we gave them a $10 bill. They had a sign saying, please help, God bless, or something like that. I usually give as much money as I can to the homeless. I encourage you to do the same. They need our help. And they're just like us, you know, but for the grace of God, there go I. You know what I mean? God has blessed us, just like Jesus said to Pontius Pilate. You'd be nothing if that power hadn't been granted to you from above. And our lives are ordered. We, in our pre-existence, we choose what we're going to be on earth. We choose a lot. The friends that we have, the family, the situations, even accidents. That lady that I saw, well, I saw the truck that she had crashed into that pole. And when I drove by and looked at it, I thought, would have been hard for anyone to have survived that. The airbag was out. It is my belief that that was their expiration date. We have dates that are set in stone. You could live to be two years old or 21 or 40 or 80, 100 years old. It's different for everybody. So all those sentient beings that are listening to my radio show, I'm just kidding. No, I hope so. Gotcha. I'm just hoping that they would be listening, you know. I know there's a race called the Verdans, V-E-R-D-A-N-T-S, that are on a spaceship close to Earth behind the moon, I think. The name of the spaceship is Goodwill. 
And these, from what I've read in the book, The Contact Has Begun, are the dominant species throughout the universe that colonize many worlds. There are peaceful species. They're not warlike. Their goal is to make contact with us. They were in the process of doing that until 9-11 happened. We've been borderline before that because they've seen our history of warfare. But they also saw the good in men and women. The artists, the musicians, the peace lovers, the decent, hardworking people, families in the world raising their children. They don't want to be involved with fighting. They just want a peaceful life to raise their children and have a happy and enjoyable life. But unfortunately, there's a minority of bullies, tyrants, dictators in the world that ruin it for the rest of us. And when 9-11 happened, that plan that they made to make contact with us was put on hold because they were wondering if we were going to destroy ourselves. And so there is an urgency to develop ourselves spiritually, my friend, because we never know if tomorrow might be here for us. It's like Prince said in his movie, 19, his song, Prince, you know, Prince, the singer, in his song, 1999, everybody's got a bomb and we could die tomorrow. Well, how long has that been now since that song came out? Over 20 years. And we made it. This far, and hopefully, and God to survive and honor the family in our world and the children that we have, future generations of children, and peaceful living, enjoying life, breathing in the air, seeing the sunrise and the sunset, seeing the beauty of this world, the beautiful oceans and Looking up at night into the sky and seeing stars, the suns, right? Stars, suns, same thing. Feeling the wind upon our faces. What a beautiful world. What a beautiful life. Many thanks. Many thanks are due to the creator of the universe for all of this. I'm very grateful. And I know you are too. If I could say a prayer, I would say, Creator of the universe, God, you are awesome and amazing and so beautiful beyond comprehension. Your power, 60 seconds, your knowledge is incredible. I love you. We love you. Please continue to help us. Help us. We need to get through our evolution, to love each other. Help us love each other. Thank you. And please, please bless us, everybody, all your children here on planet Earth. Amen. Goodbye, everybody. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.